your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EMU. At six feet, eight inches, 340 pounds, that's some kind of man. Hulkster, every time you step in the ring, I know the adrenaline flows, but now in front of your hometown you fans. Know, you know some killer kid, this is the happiest day in all my life. You know, about 10 years ago, I left Tampa, Florida, my hometown, with a big chip on my shoulder. I went out to Venice Beach, and I started wrestling all around the world. I took on all the top contenders, daddy. And then the day of reckoning came. I stepped in the ring with a man named Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. I went head to head with him. And you know something? The dream taught me what it was all about. He taught me about loving, living, fighting, and getting down to war. And you know something? Once I was a sinner, and now I'm a saint. And the reason is because of Dusty Rhodes. After that, I went all around the world, and I was chasing the world heavyweight champion. And then I got this call from Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I took him up on his offer. Yeah, I went to Hollywood. I had a permanent address on Hollywood and Vine. But you know something? It just turned me off. Every time I thought about getting back in the combat zone, that's all I could think about was getting back in the squared circle and going after the ultimate goal, the world's heavyweight title. Well, since that day, Killer Ken, I've been on a rampage. I've been cleaning house everywhere I went, and Hulkamania's been running wild. And then I found out I had three or four top contenders lined up this week. I opened all the letters, and what did I find? I found one of the top contenders in the country, in Tampa, Florida, my own hometown. Can you imagine how excited I was? This Elijah Akeen. And you know something? I did some checking up on the dude. I heard he's pretty heavy. I've heard he's caused a lot of trouble. And I've heard he's even dropped to his knees for a man named Kevin Sullivan, worshiping materialistic things. And it just turned me off. That's the reason I was so quick to sign my name on the dotted line. And you know something? When I put these 24-inch pythons around Elijah's waist and I squeeze and squeeze, I want to hear the snap, the crack on the, the pop of his bones. <laughs> and Hulkster, I imagine you can't wait to perform in front of your hometown fans, a crowd that will adulate you. Well, the thing is, there's such a sight going on. The fact that the Hulkster's coming home, the fact that it'll be the first time on sacred ground for the Hulkster, but more than that, my main man, Dusty Rhodes, the man who stands by me like a brother, he said, Hulkster, come on down. It's also my birthday. I couldn't believe it. It's the dream's birthday. And he said, you're going to be taken in just like you're a newborn babe. All the people in Tampa Bay, all my fans, everybody that stands behind me, as long as you're a friend of mine, they're going to be behind you all the way. So I can't wait. Andy Hardy, you little goof, if, you, if your Richter scale spins around three and four times, it's not an earthquake. It's just me pressing that big Elijah over my head in the sun, though, slamming to the mat. And after that, me and the dream are going out, and we're going to party all night long. And everybody knows they never turn your back on you when you come home. I love you, T-Town. I'm coming back. Take a look at those 24-inch pythons. Mark your calendars now, Tuesday, October 11th. Fans, whatever plans you've got, change them. You won't want to miss that one.
what a way to start the show, huh? Wait, I got them all? Dropping some gummies. Gummies. I haven't had them in a while. Hmm. Alright. I guess we need to start the intro, right? Or start the show. Last star about. So let's get right to it. Tuesday night, September 7th, 2021, episode 703 of The Rant is officially live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, rantamradio.com. Tune in radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a plethora of other platforms. Hello, one and all. We're live. Join us on Discord, Rantam Radio, hashtag 9233. Follow our social media platforms, Rant EM Radio. I believe it's also Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where you can find all that stuff. Also, links to our Discord server are available on those platforms as well. Double A, as always, being joined by Tony C. Hey, yo. My, oh, my, oh, my. It's another Tuesday night. Lots to talk about because a lot of things happened in wrestling this weekend. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, are just sitting there with bated breath because they want my take, my stance, my expertise analysis on the events of, of, of the events That's in weird. Chicago. My reaction of the events of Chicago. Um, Something happening in Chicago? So, yeah. Apparently Chicago's a hot town these last few weeks. Oh, yeah. New York City will be a hot town this coming week as well. Anyways. New York City. Yeah. So, but, you know, before we do that, let's go around the room and see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. And that we say hello to Tony C., Tony C, how's life? Uh, it's plugging along, you know. Coming off a holiday weekend. Absolutely. Enjoy some barbecue. Oh, know. so you queued yesterday? I didn't queue. You know. Somebody else did. People, I know queued right over the weekend. Oh, oh, okay. So you want to talk yeah. about you want to talk about something very funny that happened? Well, no. Finish what 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 happened with you this weekend because I've got something that I have to say on the air that I did not want to share via text message to you guys because I want your reaction when I tell you. So I mean, other than that, you know, the very low key, uh, under the radar weekend, you know, trying to decide if I want to go check out my cousin's high school game this Friday. Okay. You know the the numbers up, 
peaking up now here. So, gotta take some time to consider, you know. Other than that, nothing too much. Yeah, I'll be you know. I'll be up in your neck of the woods on Saturday. Oh. Yeah. So, so if you're a bomb go off at uh, at Epcot, it was me. Oh. So you going to Epcot with food and wine? I'm going to food and wine on Saturday, and I'll, but I'm coming home on Saturday as well. So I'm going up and oh. coming back. The day trip. Day trip. But um, okay. But yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Of course, this weekend we rearranged uh, the studio here, so to speak, uh, moved things around, got more space in here now, and uh, so yeah, it's definitely uh, finally the plans of of what this space is actually supposed to be is finally coming to fruition after a couple of years. But um, that's a beautiful thing. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, but yes. So that was my weekend, though. You know, just me dealing with the stuff here in the house. But rearranging, so, rearranging. So this morning, I received a text message out of the blue, as sometimes text messages happen that way. Okay, absolutely. From left field. Damn near knocked me out of my my work chair, took me offline, and uh, and I was just flabbergasted. From who? From the silver one. Nothing bad happened. Let me preface this, okay? I receive a text message at eleven forty nine this morning, okay? And there's a specific reason why I didn't forward this to you, Tony. See, because I want to hear your reaction when I tell you what the text message was. Okay? It may not be about George Taylor. No, it's not. Okay. He can't have Joy Taylor, and what I'm about to tell you, he can't have either. So, if we, if Surfer can't be on the air... Then we have to have them through text message, and this is your surfer fix for today. Okay, so the silver one messages me, right, and doesn't check in to say how you doing, how you feeling, how's the show doing, you guys miss me, whatever. Doesn't ask any of those questions. The text message verbatim says, "Hey." Would you like to get a Baconator breakfast sandwich? <laughs> That's all the message was, Wait. right? I processed, I, that, I processed that message for about 30 seconds. I just look at my, my phone. You know, like how a broad looks at a math problem? A dumb broad, I should say. Um, you know how a blonde would just stare at, you know, at, a, at a math equation? Very insensitive right. comment I just said, but, you know, that's what came out. And all I responded was like, uh, sure, why? And he responds, I can't eat it. And I'm thinking, why is he telling me this? Did he get a Baconator sandwich and he doesn't know what to do with it? Surfer then... And pers- why the hell would he sit? 
But you way in Miami. Exactly. I'm, this is what I'm thinking. This whole this, during during this exchange, right? After he sends the message, I can't eat it. Proceeds the promo code. He says, "You need to use this code in the Wendy's app." I'm like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> he got a freebie through the Wendy's app for a Baconator breakfast sandwich. And because he doesn't eat bacon, he's gifting the promo code to yours truly. I'll be there. So even when he can't utilize a coupon, he hates to see a free thing go to waste. Yes, sir. So he passes the freebie on to me. Now, whether or not I'm actually going to be able to use this, I don't know. But uh, I don't have the Wendy's app. Um, I don't buy breakfast during the week, usually. So, yeah. It was it was just a out of the blue, though. Hey, would you like a Baconator breakfast sandwich? Now, if I would not have responded, I wonder what he would have replied. Okay, never mind. I'll ask somebody else. And he maybe would have asked you, Tony C., do you want a Baconator breakfast sandwich? No. You know, I know he's not going to ask Lee. But my God. How many people turned him down, or did he just come to me? You were at the top of the list. I'm tired of all these freebies, surfer. Stop bothering me. Is that what he's encountering? Yep. From his uh, first choice, you know, people? But yeah, it was... I'm surprised he didn't text me today. Normally he texts me about Joy Taylor outfit. What she had on the day was... Woo. Yeah. Hey, man, well, man he, he, he was busy. He was trying. He was busy. He was trying to dis- to disperse this free baconator. The promo code. Exactly. So his morning. His morning was busy. But. Oh. And I just want to say, rest in peace, Omar from the Wyatt, man. He lost I know. I was actually going to bring that up because I know you're a big uh, fan of the Wyatt. Or the Wyatt, not the Wyatt. The Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, hit home, man. Got to love the Wyatt, but yeah. Salute the, you know. That guy, Michael, well, right, Kate Williams. He's, uh, you know, we love the white. <laughs> Obama said it's the greatest show ever on television. Is that what he says? Yep. It's one of them. Okay. It's definitely one of them. Definitely one of them, you know. But, you know. I I guess I gotta check it out. I've never seen The Wire. Man, uh, I'm telling you, when you do, you gotta give it a few episodes. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't watch the first one. Don't watch the second one and quit. You gotta watch like the first five, six. And then once you're in, you're in. I see. I mean, the first season is okay. Everybody says the third is the best one, which I kind of agree. It goes, it's five seasons, so it goes three, one, five, four, and two. Okay. But the character, there's continuity all the way through. That's why I love about The Wire. It's never like nothing. It never switches up with the characters, you know, to the point where you're like, what the hell going on? Or what happened to such and such? It's continuity. You know, a big continuity guy. You're very, it's very, very important to you. Absolutely. It's very urban, double A. So, you know, it takes place in the hood of Baltimore. Mm hmm. Gotta give it, you know, give it a due diligence. You know, it's something you gotta be in, though. Because once you watch them episodes, you'll be like, God dang, now I gotta watch another one. <laughs> See what happens. Right. Hey, we're be celebrating something to do with Save by the Bill this week. Or that next Next month. week. Next week. Okay. Next week, the 30th anniversary of the breakup. God damn. God I'm already ready. And next week is the season premiere of the new NXT. The new <sighs> NXT. Ran by Tom Richard and Vince McMahon. Yep, yep. <laughs> But allegedly, they're only involved in the in the main event. Anything involving Samoa Joe? Really, they're gonna ruin Samoa Joe? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, and that Saved by the Bell song was. Thought we'd always be together. Oh my god! <laughs> that Zach Attack song. <laughs> Here I am, and all alone. <laughs> Wondering what went wrong. Did we ever have a chance? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. I know about Let's Stay Together. I forgot about it. God damn. Oh, man. Yep. Salute to Zach Attack. We'll have a Zach Attack appreciation night. At some point, yeah. And somebody, you know what, Double A, what grinded my gears this week? Somebody made an uh, in, uh, incorrect statement about something that happened with The Rock. Okay. Back in 2003. All right. They said that he did a rocking concert on SmackDown and said the phrase Sacramento Queens. That was on Raw. And you know, everybody knows that well that was on Raw. Yeah, but there's a lot of people just not paying attention. That's just and, pretty that much what it is. that kills me when, because people give us a lot of flack for being, you know, quote-unquote wrestling fans. Yeah. And then they come along and butcher the history of the, you know what I'm saying, of the deal. 
And I don't, I'm not, I don't appreciate it. If you want to grind my gears, get some improper information about the history of wrestling. Right, that really pisses me off. Gets up under my skin. And I saw, and the article was loud and wrong. Because they were talking about when Shaq said it. Then they said, well, The Rock repeated this famous line on an episode of SmackDown back in two. I'm like, See, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. I just had to cue this up. <laughs> oh man, boy, you hell, man. You, you don't miss a beat. Nope. No, I don't. Oh man. What was the girl's name that uh, ended up being Zach old lady during that? Mindy episode? Wurlitzer. Mimi? Mindy. Mindy, yeah. Wurlitzer. Yeah. Here we go. One more time. Here we go. This is her introducing herself. Hi, I'm Mindy Wallitzer, and I handle publicity for the hottest new band on the music scene. Wow, what band is that? Yes. There you go. Did we ever have a chance to sold over <laughs> five million copies? Oh boy. <laughs> Too funny. Why did we write this to each other? And of course, that, 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 like you said, that other song, Let's Stay Together. Let's Stay they, Together. They, they were singing it while they were pissed off at each other. There is definitely no me now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's definitely no continuity there because if I remember correctly, there was an episode that Kelly uh Audition to sing in the in the Miss Beauty car or whatever, and she was a horrible singer. <laughs> God damn! Double. And now here she is singing with with Zach Attack. Makes Boy, no sense, man, by the all... way, because she's a member of the Zach Attack in this episode, but she wasn't a member of the Zach Attack in the infamous prom episode. That's true. It was Jesse on that tambourine. On the breakup episode, you damn right she mm-hmm. would. So we should have saw the writing on the wall then. Ay, ay, ay. Love me now. Uh, anyways. Um, so yeah. So that'll be next week, 30th anniversary of the breakup episode. Here on The Rants. Coming, people. Get ready. 
That's right. Belong to your hats. Hang on to your hats. And, uh, and don't worry, we're not in trouble. There's a lot to fix. <laughs> oh yeah. man I, that episode was I mean there was a lot of sad moments but there was no sad music really I think except hold on there was that so let's see anything else happened going on I mean other than COVID going up and people drying out from the storms we were on the air were we on the air when New York went underwater? We were not. That was last Wednesday. Yeah, next day. And uh, Phil was uh, was you know on on a staycation, and he was just he was just staying at home, and <laughs> we were kind of joking a little bit, it was like you know he's he's going to be trapped in his apartment, and he doesn't have any milk or, or bread. <laughs> he had everything else, but he didn't have the essentials. He didn't have milk and bread. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. You can't function when you don't have milk and bread, right? Right. So, no, Phil was Very fine. Important. Phil is fine. He didn't get wet. He didn't get his his, uh, his tootsies wet. Uh, I can't say the same for, for the rest of uh, New York. There's a lot of people within the sound of my voice that were affected by this. Um, so, we do hope that you are able to dry out. Let's just put it that way. Um, I've experienced floods like that. No picnic. No picnic whatsoever. So, Right. Another, uh, let me think. Uh, any, other, any other newsworthy items, pop culture related, that we, that we need to touch on? I don't think so, right? I mean, the NFL, no. the NFL season starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys against the uh, against the uh, against the Buccaneers. God no! I saw I saw a fantastic meme on Facebook about four days ago in regards to the Cowboys. Not the one by the kid in the courtroom. Yes, everybody been sending me that. That's a great one. No, the hell it's not. It's very offensive. I'm making fun of child abuse. So childish. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well. Why would they send that to a cowboy fan? That's more in line of the uh, goddamn Detroit Lions fan or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. We'd be grouping us in with. We got chips. Y'all gonna quit disrespecting us. Oh man, that's funny. You got chips. And then uh but I think that's it. I don't think anything else happened news that's newsworthy. Other than the floods and uh Open the flood gate. Yeah, I think that was it. Of course, I don't know, have you seen uh oh my god. Um I don't know for what it's for, but do you know that that Sylvester song that we that we always play on the air? Oh has, yeah, it's on the commercial. For, for it's it's a, it's a car commercial, isn't it? I believe so. Yep, they're bringing it back. Damn, so man, oh man, that song's been all over the TV this week. 
Yeah, we made we made it relevant. Yeah, I know we did. Look the lead. Sylvester, you owe us some royalties. God damn. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. Or whoever the 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 heirs of the estate. The estate. Oh boy. Uh let's see here. Will you touch me? Yeah. So uh let's talk wrestling. Because the reason everybody's here. Right? Everybody's here for a reason, right? So, let's start. I want to start with the most recent news, okay? And this news is apparently currently dominating the wire, okay? And that is apparently Kevin Owens' WWE contract is expected to expire a lot sooner than everybody thought. Uh-oh. Now, I want to stop right there with that discussion and move on to everything else. And I'll circle back to the Kevin Owens thing in just a minute. So, this past weekend was all out on Sunday in Chicago. And, it was. And AEW did just that. They certainly went all out. And there are a lot of people... On the internet, some people in certain text messages that have said that, that have said, well, I'm going to play the Mick Foley thing here in a minute, that have said that this was the greatest pay-per-view in several years. I didn't watch the pay-per-view. I did not go to the movie theater like several people we know did and watched it because <laughs> it was uh, streaming. But the from what I understand... The movie theater, uh, the movie theaters were were quite busy with with this pay per view, from what I gather. So, if that's the case, kudos to AEW. You know, because I always thought, who the hell would go to a movie theater to watch a wrestling event? I mean, this is not something new. This has been going on for forty years, right? You know? uh, but yeah, apparently AEW cornered a. Uh, a niche market for for this and uh, and apparently did very well. So a lot happened on Sunday. Of course, the, the uh, in ring debut of uh, CM Punk against Darby Allen. A lot of people said it was a fantastic match. Again, I can't I can't critique it because I didn't see it. There was a spot that mimicked a spot. That happened on a match between Bret Hart and the One Two Three Kid from Monday Night Raw in 1994. Um, apparently, a lot of the match was uh, um, in homage to the One Two Three Kid. I guess I, I read somewhere. I don't know if that's factual or not. Hmm. Ruby Soho. Ruby Riot uh, made her debut and won the Casino Battle Royal to get a uh, an AEW Women's Championship match. Oh, of course she did. 
And then, at the end of the main event, Adam Cole came out and joined the Elite. The Elite being the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Gallows and Anderson. And when all that went happened, right before the pay-per-view goes off the air, out comes Daniel Bryan. Or, excuse me, excuse me, Brian Daniels. Brian Daniels. I gotta, I gotta get used to saying that. Brian Daniels. Exactly. Still using the same WWE-esque Flight of the Valkyries uh, theme, um, which I guess is fine. But with some hip-hop added to it. Yeah. He's hip now. Yeah. I can't picture Daniel Bryan listening to hip-hop, but that's neither here nor there, uh, you know. That theme song Gotta could very easily change. Now. Yeah, that 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 theme could very easily change. Oh, by the way, I believe AEW also paid licensing fees to use a certain theme song for Ruby Zoho because uh, I believe they they licensed the use of a rancid theme song or a rancid song. So I don't know what song that is, but I did see that blurb uh, Ruby come out Soho. for Ruby Soho. Soho. So. <sighs> Let's start with these four debuts. CM Punk, we knew was going to happen. Oh, by the way, this pay-per-view also featured a match between Paul White and QT Marshall. The main event was Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Notice the pause. And, uh, and that was about it, I think, WWE-wise, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't have an issue with the Big Show or Paul White. I don't have an issue with Christian Cage. And I don't have any issues with any of the debuts that happened. Well, CM Punk, uh, you know, he should not be in wrestling. But that's that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion. For a whole different show, maybe maybe next week, after the Save by the Belt thing. But hey, he shouldn't be in wrestling. He's a bitter bitch, and I, I he doesn't deserve to be in the position that he's in. He doesn't. I I don't think he deserves it. That's that's my opinion. Now, for Ruby Soho, Adam Cole. And Brian Danielson. Let me start with Adam Cole. I want to say it again and go on record one more time for anybody that's listening to this show. I have said it for about two months now that Adam Cole going to AEW would be the smart move. That's what I said. And he went to AEW. Ruby Soho... I, I'm going to be honest with you. Pre-WWE, I did not know who she was. She didn't do much in NXT. She accomplished very little in the WWE. Not her own, not her fault, though. She had a nice little run with the Riot Squad. But she's not for me. And for her to come in and win a Battle Royal... 
and to be the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Brian Danielson. There was nothing left for Brian Danielson to do in the WWE. He had done it all. Main evented WrestleMania, had a handful of title runs, WWE, um, pretty much an icon at this point, got sidelined with a neck injury, came back, proved everyone wrong, helped charter a, uh, a cornerstone foundation for the WWE with Connor's Cure. And, you know, and on top of that, will be forever linked with the WWE because her wife, his wife, I should say, Brie Bella is still employed by the WWE. And from what I read, probably will not go anywhere because she has a fantastic working relationship with the WWE and they have a lot of business intertwined right now. But... Now I'm going to ask you the next question. Did I bring up Brie Bella? Total Bellas. A WWE produced television show. which focuses heavily on Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. You won't be on that no more. I don't know. Because that's Bree's husband. And it's a television show that WWE has to produce for the E! Network. And I believed and I believed they were green light for maybe one or two more seasons. I don't know how that show's still on the air. Neither do I, but whatever. I I don't know how you do a television show focused about the Bella family and not include your husband. It's true. This is what I don't know. This is what I don't... uh, Oh, Birdie, let's go see your dad. And What, are you going to just hand the baby off camera to a phantom father? But anyways, back to Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. (sighs) There was nothing left for him to do in the WWE. He had a good run. But the reality of the situation is is that Daniel Bryan suffers the same sickness a lot of wrestlers suffer from. And that is, he loves to wrestle. And to be told you can't wrestle he might as well not live. He suffers from that disease. Well, and even... WWE told him he couldn't wrestle? It's, no, it's not that WWE... Well, they did tell him once that he couldn't wrestle when he had to retire. Right. But figure... But, but, look, but look now. 
he has to wrestle with a lot of restrictions. Now, I don't know if he has to, if those same restrictions apply in AEW for him. But he was not allowed to wrestle, per se, the wrestling style that he wants to wrestle in the WWE. They could give him a great feud and a great storyline, but if the match is not the match he wants to wrestle, what's the point? Because for him, he could care less about the storyline. It's the in-ring action that he cares about. So, he goes to AEW because he wants to wrestle. It's not because he wants to entertain. He wants to get in there and he wants to actually wrestle. Now, whether or not AEW was the right place for him, I don't know. He probably would have, in my opinion, maybe would have been better off going to Japan. But Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, told the media that Vince and the WWE threw a lot of money at him and they even were going to allow him to work outside dates. In New Japan or whatever. Or whatever. And and he still turned it down. A similar thing was, was done for Adam Cole, apparently. Adam Cole apparently had a seven-figure contract on the table. Seven figures, for those of you that can't count, is north of a million dollars. And he turned it down. He would have been the highest paid NXT wrestler in history, in company history. Whether or not he would have stayed in NXT, we don't know. Um, We'll never know that now at this point. But I have to ask the following. How much did it cost Daniel Bryan? How much did it cost Adam Cole? Yeah, I mean, how much did it cost AEW to get these guys? Ruby Soho, I don't think it cost them that much. I have to, I would venture to say, the payout on her was not that much. We know Big Show left for money. He flat out said, "I left for money." Hmm. Um. Let me go now. Go back to Kevin Owens. If Kevin Owens leaves for whatever reason, uh, we haven't even mentioned Bray Wyatt, and we still have no idea what's going to happen there. But if Kevin Owens leaves, and Kevin Owens, by the way, tweeted a uh, a now-since-deleted tweet of the latitude and longitude coordinates of Mount Rushmore. The significance of that is is that in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, he was in a faction with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks called Mount Rushmore. Mm. So if Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, leave AEW, or WWE, and goes to AEW, of course, that'll be some big uh, ballyhoo and big surprise and all that stuff, and people are going to be shitting bricks and going, oh my God, I can't believe it, and blah, 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 and marking out like they've been for the past three weeks. At one point, 
at what point will somebody acknowledge that this is the WWE without the WWE initials in terms of the people that are there? Because so far, so far in three weeks, four big WWE names have debuted in AEW. Seven, if you include the three from earlier in the year. Based on what you're saying, they should just work out a talent share degree. This is why a lot of people feel that. Uh, the true owner of AEW is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's hilarious. So. At a certain point, it would it would look like. It's too much. But does it get to a point that it's too much? Like I said, it just comes across as a talent sharing agreement. Look like. This is this is this is just another form of the brand extension. Right. And they'll be at, at that point they would be smart to just share talent. Now my group now I'm not gonna In my in the perfect world, they would be able to share talent and let people from the WWE just come to AEW and, but the writing staff stay the same um, would you would you not be surprised within the next year or so if you see the WWE title defended on AEW Jesus. First? who knows we've, called, we've joked about we've joked about uh, UFC Oh, that still may be in the works. I'm sure. I can see Bobby Lashley defending the WWF title in UFC <laughs> on the UFC pay per view on UFC television. Yep, <laughs> it's only a matter of time for UFC or, get a or, weekly program. Or Scott Hudson said, a the WCW. Title defended on a WWF televised event. <laughs> right. Um. Because there ain't no more territories. There's and no all more that. territories. No. There's independence, but the independents only do so much, and the there's only one, two, three, four. There's five big promotions in the United States right now. Now, they piss Vince off enough, but see, Khan never sells because Khan's no, a, he'll never a, sell a wrestling because guy. He's a, he's a wrestling guy and he's a private owner. It's not like Ted Turner right. that owned WCW and then he lost he lost control of his own company through a, uh, um, through a, a merger. Right. Because listen, we whether whether people want to believe this or not, if the merger with with uh, Time Warner never happened, let alone the merger with AOL never have happened, there's a good shot 
that WCW would still be in business today under the ownership of Ted Turner. Because Ted Turner would still have the majority stake in Turner Broadcasting, and Turner Broadcasting was the owner of WCW. I'll tell you what, if something happened to Tony Khan or something. But that's the thing. Yeah. What what something would have a calamitous event would have to have happened for AEW at this point, okay? At this point. Because they're pretty well vested into this product. It's building, it's getting traction. They are now people are now starting to admit that this is a uh, a credible threat to the WWE. And he's, it would take a lot to take out Vince because Vince up until 1999 still was a privately owned company. Now Vince has to answer the shareholders and this and that. But for the WWE to really close up shop would take a real monumental undertaking. To close up shop in AEW, a calamitous situation would have to have happened. And short of the Khan family going bankrupt, probably will never close unless they sell the promotion. Now, what do you think about seeing Daniel Bryan on a TNA on TNA Impact Wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be silly. But are they in a? They're in a ton. They are, but. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's where they're going to end up, and I and I have a feeling, I have a I have a very good feeling. While it might not be written into their contracts, you won't see CM Punk, Adam Cole, or Daniel Bryan go to TNA. Wow! It just, if, it just won't happen. Want... It's like how John Cena never wrestled on superstars. It just oh, superstar. It, oh, it, or well, he did wrestle on main event, but it it just won't happen. Man, that's cold. It just won't happen. So, CM Punk will never become the Impact World Champion. I I don't think so. He uh, of the three people that I mentioned, he would be the one that would piss and moan about the decision and would uh, cry and and you know until he got his way because that's what happened in WWE he pissed and moaned when he didn't main event Wrestlemania you honestly think he's going to take uh, first of all he hates TNA doesn't matter who owns it he has disdain <laughs> for TNA so he's never going to go back to TNA and if he does, they even broach him with the idea. He's going to moan and complain and, and cry about it until they just said, "Okay, my God, I'm sorry. It was just, it was just a suggestion." Yeah. So he'll never do what Christian did. No, I don't think so. Very unlikely. And and Christian only went over to TNA because he won the TNA title on an AEW televised event. He wasn't in a. He didn't go to TNA prior to that. 
I'll be dying, though, boy. So, um, yeah, that's not going to happen. The likelihood of that happening, very slim. Very slim. Now, here's my two cents on the situation with everybody debuting at All Out. Daniel Bryan's debut was done because they were fearful that um, his debut that was supposed to take place, I believe this coming Friday, uh, on Rampage, um, I believe it's this Friday. Let me check. Um, Rampage, Arthur... They will take place on. Uh, bear with me. I want to. I want to make sure the exact date of that that show at. Uh, oh, okay. Excuse me. Dynamite on September twenty second at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Okay. Uh, they. He was supposed to debut at that at that event, but with the with the rise in COVID and things like that, they were worried that maybe maybe there was a outward chance that this event could get postponed, and they didn't want to chance that, so they pushed his debut up to All Out. That's the story I read, and I believe it, and that makes sense. Okay. But it was too much for the pay-per-view, in my opinion. They put all their cookies, put all their 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 their, their things in one hat, and next to I, I I love Kevin Owens, but you know. Is his debut going to be as big as what happened this past uh, Sunday? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And 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 I want to. I do want to criticize AEW for one thing, and this is where I I'm critical. Okay. The talks, the open talks of things happening prior to them happening. I'm not a fan of. And this is something that you cannot critique WWE about because it doesn't happen in the WWE. AEW has been, especially recently, talking about debut this, debut that, look out for this, look out for that, seeding the cloud, so to speak, and just not letting things be a surprise. Everybody knew that at that uh, rampage in, at the United Center, CM Punk was going to debut. And everybody um, everybody knew that Adam Cole was going to be at All Out. And it looked like everybody knew that Daniel Bryan was going to be there as well. The Ruby Soho thing was the only thing that that was... Um, an actual surprise.
So with that said, please stop talking about things before they happen. And just let things be a surprise. Could you no, at least give us that? Tickets. I know. You're yeah, going to yeah. tell me. Hold on. This is the hottest wrestling promotion right now. You're going to tell me that they're going to have difficulty selling tickets if they if they don't tell you in advance that so-and-so is going to debut on this week? Just by them coming and making a special announcement that they were going to do the debut episode of Rampage, or not the debut, but the second episode of Rampage at the United Center in Chicago two weeks before All Out, you're going to tell me that that didn't give it away that CM Punk was going to debut? They did did that in... Why the hell didn't that rampage take place in, uh, you know, in uh, Denver? (laughs) They had to get all the effect out of it. I understand that. that. I completely understand that. But that was done specifically to get the word out about CM Punk. And then after he debuts, the whole teasing of Daniel Bryan's coming, and yeah, we're talking with Adam Cole. And they're just they're they're a little too open before the things happen. If I was a wrestling promoter, I wouldn't talk about these things. This is where Jim Cornette's right. Don't talk about your stuff before it happens. At least keep some shreds of kayfabe alive. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that. Uh, that thing. I mean, it ain't been bad at the beach in '96. Oh, yeah. but no. But Phil Brooks said that the debuts of Adam Cole and uh, and Brian Danielson were bigger than the debuts of Hall and Nash. Come on, man. And Lee said it right that. You know, he doesn't pay any attention to CM Punk because that's just him trolling the the audience to get his name out there in the headlines. Now, Mick Foley had some uh, had some words, and well, he said the following: "Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley." like to title this video WWE we've got a problem because I think you do and that problem is that WWE is no longer the place for talent to aspire to part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent proven talent building other talent creating storylines but part of it is a problem of your own making I think younger talent sees the way that developmental characters are cut or left by the wayside, or in the case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main roster. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, if I was an aspiring talent now, big league talent with a major decision to make, I'm not sure that I would trust WWE Creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders with me uh, back in the day, but that was a different time different place. If it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers to be uh, with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, 
you've got a problem. Two things I want to take from this video. First of all, I've noticed every time Mick Foley posts a video lately online, he's doing it in a hotel room. <laughs> and I don't know if Mick is on the road, okay? So, uh, so yeah. I hope he ain't that outside home. Oh, my God. Did, did, did the wife say enough of your shit, Mick? Stop bringing, cheap stuff. stop bringing home that arena popcorn. Right. Oh, man. By the way, that's one of the great episodes of WWE Storytime ever. Okay? With Triple H telling that Mick Foley story about not showering after a match. Uh, so maybe we'll play that after this. But yeah, Mick's good. Mick is pretty... Pretty... Uh, Consistent when it comes to these things, you know. Mick doesn't speak out of out of place a lot of times, and you know this is absolutely spot on with what he said. WWE's got a problem; they got a big problem on their hands, and it's not necessarily AEW, but they've got a problem where they've they've lost their edge. This is. 1996 WWE is where we're at right now. Ah, dang. And that's... Jay, you talking about early 1996? I'm talking about... I'm talking about... Talking about, yeah. Uh, Yeah, 1996 WWE, where the the in-ring matches are good, but everything else got a problem. There's a problem in WWE, and I'll I'll be the first to admit it that there's an issue. But hey, man, you just said Bret Hart, the World Wrestling Federation champion. Well, you know, nineteen ninety six. God damn, it's it is what it is. You know, it's, I'm gonna cue something up here, but um, I don't know. You man. got the you got the World Wrestling Federation champion trying to be the tag team champion, huh? Yeah, it's just these storylines, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing, and they just don't make sense. And and listen, I I. They were in here in Miami the, yesterday, and I. Yes, I'll, they were. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was not going to go for the reality of the pandemic, but pandemic. If there was no pandemic, I probably was not going to go regardless. And it, it's it's sad because I used to go to every event when they came into town. And I haven't been in a, I haven't been in a couple of years, so. It's sad. It's sad the situation the WWE is in right now. They have no, no rationale whatsoever to be in this position. 
And I think the issue is is that they don't see that there's something wrong because they're still making a lot of money. That's the problem, I think. WWE was forced to change in 1996 because they were broke. They were robbing Peter to pay Paul and and then robbing Paul to pay, you know, Mary and and so on and however that rhyme goes. They were pulling the water coolers out of the building. I don't know what the hell wrong with them. But I know they trying to get to Goldberg and Lashley. Look, for some reason. that's fine. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real here. That's fine. That ain't fine. Listen, listen, that but listen to what I'm going to tell you, Tony. If that's what they want to do, fine. I'll give them that one match. But then what do you what about the rest of the card? The rest of the shows. You're going to tell me one match out of all the storylines WWE produces on a weekly basis. There're two top shows that are fan favorites, okay? Are shows that feature quote unquote developmental talent. And their two A shows, while they bring in the most money, get the most criticism. The match of the year contender for WWE this year was a match that the storyline took place in the UK. On NXT UK. Think about that. Think about that for a second. And there's been some great matches on the main roster this year. But it's the storylines and and the finishes and things like that that got people revolting. Insulting. You know, and and I think it's because they're still making money. And they're going to continue to make money because they sign multi-billion dollar contracts with the television network. So those paychecks, steady income for the next another three years. We're two years into a five-year deal right now. With NBC Universal, right? And Fox. Oh, you're talking about with Fox. Both. I'm talking with both. They signed both deals at the same time. Listen, right now, SmackDown is a way better show. And, and we can admit that. And that and that's and that's how it was during the beginning times of the ruthless aggression era. But I asked this question to Lee because I think a lot I think a lot of this is unjustly shot at Vince. And I'm gonna explain why I say that. Okay? Vince has owned this promotion for forty years. He bought it from his dad, I believe, in December of 1982, if I'm not mistaken. So he has been at the helm for the past almost 40 years. Take that in, okay? Now, when I'm going to ask Tony C a question, and Tony C is going to answer me, and I know what answers Tony C is going to give me. Tony C, 
The question I'm going to ask you is this. Give me some of the greatest minds in pro wrestling. Creative uh, minds in pro creative, wrestling. Creative. Yes. Coordinate. You got uh, Bischoff. You got uh, Heyman. Um, throw JR in there. Okay. Um, those are some of the more creative minds that I know. Okay. Off the top of my head. Okay, another a couple names that you have forgotten. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, that well. Dusty I think he's still alive, but well, well, I'm talking about over the last forty years. You named okay, yeah, you, you named, Dusty, but you yeah. named four names that are big names in this industry. Okay. Did you say Kevin Sullivan? Is Kevin Sullivan. A lot of people believe Kevin Sullivan is a genius. Okay. Right. Um, another person, a lot of people, they don't give him credit. Gary Hart. Michael Hayes. Yeah. Pat Patterson. And even to a lesser degree, I'm going to put in there Vince Russo. I am not a Vince Russo fan by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm going to throw his name out there because he's definitely one of the biggest names in creative over the last 25 years. Okay? There's one... Now, out of all the names that I just mentioned, and I mentioned 10 names there, Tony, what name was missing from that list? Have you ever, in all your years, watching wrestling and doing the -the behind-the-scenes research and discussing, have you ever heard of Vince McMahon being a creative genius? No, more marketing than anything. Okay. Vince is not known for his creative prowess. Not prowess, prowess. He's not known for that. Over the last 40 years, Vince has had people working on the creative with him, and he signs off on whether he likes it or not. So when you see all these weird, quirky things happening in the WWE, that's a Vince idea, obviously. But... Vince has been the responsible party for all the quirky bullshit that you've seen for 40 years. It was his idea to bring in the gobbledygooker. Was his idea to... The the Undertaker was going to debut as the Eggman. Okay? His idea... It was his idea to make Steve Austin the ringmaster. Bastion Booger, Friar Ferguson, Mantar, Fantasio, the Goon, the Berserker, Repo Man, um, Duke, the Dumpster Drozzy, Isaac Yankum. The fake Diesel and Razor Ramon. All of these weird, awful characters 
are Vince McMahon creations. Karen White. The Spirit White. White. The Spirit Squad, even though I like the Spirit Squad. Um Mordecai. Um Heidenreich. I don't know if Heidenreich is a is a is a McMahon creation, but 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 still, you know, there's man was that Vince? What was that? The boogeyman. I think the boogeyman was a Vince creation. Vince being (laughs) the ECW World Champion is a Vince McMahon creation. Vince being the WWF champion was whose idea? Him? That I don't know. That's a good one. I didn't, that probably was Vince's idea, but it, it, it worked. For the five minutes that he was the champion, it worked. Because he won the title and relinquished it immediately. Right. Um, so, you can't fault Vince... For not having a mind in creative. Everybody else has done the creative. Vince knows the inner workings of the industry. But he doesn't... He apparently lacks the creative aspect because he thinks that this and this will work because the fans will like it. They'll think it's a great idea. That's true. Vince is the type that likes to throw a surprise party for somebody that hates surprise parties. Oh, no, no, no. They'll like it. They'll like it. They walk in. Surprise! And then they're pissed the whole night because, why? Vince threw them a surprise party knowing full well that they detest surprise parties. So with that being said, right? Yes. Okay. They got this big, huge show planned for Madison Square Garden on Friday, right? Right. Big show for a lot of reasons. Day before September 11th, Brock Lesnar returns. It's in the garden. Wouldn't surprise me. Okay, so you mean to tell me they're gonna do Brock and see this? And see this is the thing about WWE. People get frustrated about a big money match like that. You gonna put it on Extreme Rules, but you gonna do Goldberg and Bobby Lashley and Saudi? I don't know what to tell you. Come on, man. But that's why people are frustrated with WWE, man. But Vince like Scott, Vince, Vince, it's, no, but that's the problem. I don't know who's on creative, okay? I, at this point, we don't know who's on creative. Okay. But for example, I'll give you one name that we do know that's on creative. Michael Hayes. You're going to tell me that Michael Hayes, who has been in this business since he's 15 years old, doesn't know the right thing to do in the sense of how to book to get from here to here and to promote this match to the next event or to save it for this point. 
Of course he knows how to do those things. He was a booker before ever, long before he ever went to the WWE. So is he being over... Now my next, my, the next question will be, is he being overridden by... Yes, he is. And that's so it's Vince McMahon's idea in, in his mind, somewhere in, in the corners of angels of his mind, to do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. at Extreme Rules. Uh-huh. Now, Bruce Pritchard gets a, is getting a lot of shit lately. Because Bruce Pritchard, in recent years, has proven to be a real ass-kisser. And he's pretty much doing whatever Vince wants. And not fighting back. Because look, Tony C., I'm going to put down four cheeseburgers... To serve the audience. Okay? This one has ketchup. This one has mustard. This one has mayo. And this one is moldy. Vince looks at the four cheeseburgers. Options A, B, and C are adequate choices. But Vince, for whatever reason, is focused on the moldy cheeseburger. Why? The moldy cheeseburger probably will get a bigger reaction from the audience. Whether whether it's a good reaction or a negative reaction, he's looking at that moldy cheeseburger thinking, you know, they're really gonna they're really gonna hate the moldy cheeseburger. Let's give him the moldy cheeseburger and see what happens. Instead of there's a segment of the audience that likes ketchup. There's a segment of the audience that likes mustard. And there's a segment of the audience that likes mayo. No, no, no. Give give everybody the moldy cheeseburger because everybody's going to hate it. That's the way Vince is booking now. They have to approach Vince with several ideas and I'm sure they have to throw in an idea that Vince would like. Because they're not just oh. going to hand him a list knowing full well that Vince is going to reject the entire list. They have to think like Vince. They have to think oh, like, yeah. a, like a wrestling booker, but they also need to think like McMahon. And that's a problem. What they're doing, what they're doing with Brock and Roman is like if they did Hogan and Sting out of class of the champion. Exactly. It's, yeah, the equivalent. it's the equivalent. And WCW got accused for years of giving away main events on Nitro. Well, WWE does the same thing right now. They're giving away main event matches on Raw and SmackDown. You see, you usually will see the match leading to the pay-per-view happen on the television show two or three times before the pay-per-view. Brock ain't wrestled at Extreme Rules in what? Nine years since, the, since he came back. I, and I don't think it matters. If I'm not mistaken. And I don't think it matters, to be honest with you. That's a WrestleMania main event. They finna give it away. They finna do that extreme rule. So was Cena and uh, Lesnar. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could have did that at SummerSlam. Of that year. 
of 2012. Definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. My whole thing is the matches make no sense when they happen. No, they don't. Because we don't book... Um, um, they're not looking at the big picture. That's That's where AEW has the upper hand right now. Because they only have five pay-per-views a year. Right. And that is an advantage. Because you can do more on TV to lead up to one of those five pay-per-views. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because because this is where I, I will not fault AEW for taking what... Us wrestling fans viewed they. One thing that they did was they took what were some of the complaints fans had with WWE, and what was high up on that list? Too many pay-per-views. Too many pay-per-views. Forget about whether the storylines were good or not. Too many pay-per-views. The marketplace was saturated. Now, now take this back in time to when there was. 13 or 14 WWE pay-per-views on top of 12 TNA pay-per-views and 4 ROH pay-per-views that happened a year. Okay? That right there is 30 wrestling pay-per-views that happened in a calendar year at one time in this country. And that's not including New Japan Pro Wrestling and some of the other stuff that a lot of people watch. But of the three big promotions... 30 pay-per-views happened a year. That's too much. It's too much. And thank God when WWE reduced their schedule from... At one time, I think there were 16 pay-per-views and they brought it down to 13, which is what I think it's at right now. I think it's at 13. And let's not forget about that era when the WWE Network first started and then the specials started. And the specials didn't make any sense, but sometimes they did. You remember that random Saturday roadblock uh, event that had Dean Ambrose wrestle Triple H in the main event for the world title? (laughs) Let's Let's not forget that random special in Tokyo, Japan, where... Kofi Kingston got the hell beaten out of him by Brock Lesnar. The whole New Day did. The whole New Day. Okay, then there was a there was a Madison Square Garden event that happened on the network where I believe the main event was a steel cage match between Seth Rollins and John Cena for the world title. Seth Rollins and who? John Cena steel cage match in the garden yeah because they made a big deal about Brock Lesnar coming back to the garden right yeah that he wrestled the big show that night right and I believe that was the last time he was in the garden as well yep but it's like okay those little events are great and all 
but it was too much. And this is where I think AEW is winning the race when it comes to not saturating the pay-per-view market, but they're killing killing themselves in the TV market, man. I'm sorry. I don't watch Dark, and I don't watch Dark Elevation either. But I all I saw was the blurb for yesterday's Dark Elevation. Okay? I don't know what the runtime of that show is, but there was 11 matches on that card. 11. Dark will air tonight, and I don't know how many matches air on Dark, or already aired on Dark. And then there's going to be a handful of matches tomorrow night on Dynamite, and then there's going to be another round of matches on Rampage on Friday. Too much. Too much. Slow it down. And now you've got... Now AEW's in a position where they've got too many wrestlers. So... I don't know. They got too many wrestlers, too many factions. And I don't know who it was. I think it was Lee or it was somebody else that mentioned that I think it was Lee that said nobody has jobbers anymore. Everybody has a gimmick. And everybody has a a superstar. Everybody's a superstar and everybody's got a storyline of some kind. No enhancement talent at all. None. There's no Alan Martins out there or Barry Darso's or the Gamblers or whoever. None of those people exist. Nobody getting random title shots. Right, like Dick Slater. Yep. Or Steve Dahl. Steve Dahl, yeah. Craig Pitbull Pittman. I mean... There, there's creative flaws on both things, but WWE really is in a bind right now. And I think the issue is, is because they're making money. That's why I don't think the situation is is as dire as, as it really is. That's where the problem is. Because at the end of the day, NBC and Fox are going to bitch and moan because their ratings are dipping... And if there's no ratings, the, attitude, the the advertising dollars are not coming in, which means they're not recouping the money that they paid WWE to air those television shows. But to the investors of the company, all they see is that the money is coming in. So... To the fault. So and you got WWE. MVP on on your post, supposed A show. You got uh, now you got a rematch from a tag team title match that you had just a week ago. Gonna happen at a pay per view, right? With a team lost, which I'm guessing if I was a betting man, goddamn MVP and them gonna win. Tag team titles. And Bobby Lashley, right. And now you got Bobby, him and Bobby Lashley as a tag team title. So you barely got stuff for Bobby Lashley to do as a world champion. 
Now you're gonna take put the tag team title on. And, and you know what? And this is this is where I am. I think WWE should disband the brand extension right now. This is not the time to to have the brand separated. At least Raw and SmackDown. If they want to keep NXT separate, that's that's fine. But Raw and SmackDown should not be separated right now. It's not the time for Roman Reigns needs to be on Monday nights. It's not even that. It's you know what? It's not even that. I think we need to merge the Universal and the World titles. The other titles, the universe, the IC, US, the the two tag team titles obviously need to merge up. But um, the women's title, same thing. But I would... There's enough to where they can have arcing storylines bleed from week to week to show to show and progress the storylines between pay-per-views enough to where it'll keep the audience interested. I would... Oh, so Surfer is listening. Why the hell don't you call in? Anyways. I would, would have Roman Reigns be the champion... And what's this next? Extreme Rules is coming up, and then after that, I don't know, what is it? Night of Champions or something? I believe. I would have Roman Reigns skip Extreme Rules and wrestle at Night of Champions. The world title should only take place if you're gonna if you're insisting on having twelve pay per views a year then the world title matches need to skip pay-per-views and you need to have two or three title matches on television probably throughout the court, throughout the calendar year or you could do one television title one world title match on television once a quarter so four times a year, there's a world title match that takes place on television, and you got to change the television show. One time it's going to happen on Raw, the next time it'll happen on SmackDown. I would definitely utilize a tertiary show. So on main event, I would have a world title match on main event once in a while, and Roman Reigns should show up on main event. Because you want people to tune in. Granted, yeah, that show is a streaming show and it airs on Hulu and it airs here or there. But the same way you want people to watch NXT UK that airs on Peacock only, you should have people wanting to watch Main Event. Utilize that show. You have people... 205 Live is still going on and WWE doesn't promote it. When was the last time... We talked about something that happened on 205 Live. I can tell you. About two years ago, when SmackDown moved to Fox. Okay? 
It's been two years that we've brought up 205 Live on here. WWE's producing all this content. They've got plenty of TV space to have arcing storylines go from show to show without a brand extension. I'm not saying Roman Reigns is going to go and end up on 205 Live. But why can't he go on main event? You do a promo on Raw. We heard from his advocate, Paul Heyman, tonight, but we just learned that this coming, whatever day of the week it airs, Roman Reigns will appear on WWE main event to answer the challenge of Brock Lesnar. And that's what helps sell that episode of main event for that week. You know Hollywood, and you could, and you could, re- year. you could replay the episode of, you could replay the interview from main event on SmackDown. Hollywood did it best. Once he won that title, and in uh, in Sturgis, he never showed up on Saturday night again. <laughs> but I'm saying he had a title defense at Clash of the Champions. Then he didn't have another type of fence. I don't think until... Halloween Havoc. Uh, sold out. No, Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, Havoc. And then he had one... No, he didn't, man. he didn't have a title match at Starcade. But he showed nope. up... He did show up at... Uh, but he was involved in all the pay-per-views. Yeah, he showed up to World War Three. And he was in War Games. He showed up at a board game. So, you know. Yeah. He didn't, or he did wrestle at Super Brawl. Did he wrestle at Uncensored? Yes. Yeah, he was on that team. He did not wrestle, and then he skipped two pay-per-views. No, three pay-per-views. Three pay-per-views. He won that Spring Stampede. He won that The Great American Bad. And he wasn't at Slamboree. He won that Slamboree. That's why when Lex Luger, you haven't defended your title since February. (laughs) (laughs) that was true but it's okay that's the way you're supposed to do it you did but at least they explained it when that happened they explained it Roman Reigns if he's the champion he should be out shooting movies like Hollywood. Well, not, that's that's and pushing it, but okay. That might be pushing it, but okay. I mean, kayfabe movies, you know what I'm saying? Not really, you know, shooting commercials, you know, things of that nature. They're, because they're not, there's not a guy in that company now, and this whole demon beating him is like, Okay. So you're going to have the demon beat him. Hold on. I want to see. 
see if I can let me take you back let me take you back now hold on there's been new developments Gene you know most of what Hollywood Hogan says to me goes in one ear and out the other but you know it's he likes to affectionately, I'm sure, call me Flexi Lexi. He said, You can hear it, right, Tony C? You need to get in the gym, yep. get in shape, to wrestle high with Hogan. What the hell is. Hold on. Why the hell is that playing? Okay. <laughs> your advice, Hollywood and Hogan. And you know whoa, what? Whoa. At the risk of bragging just a little bit, I guess you could say, excuse me, Gene, I'm peaking for Sturgis. I'd go along with that, Lex Luger. And you know, Hollywood, you've had some other advice about getting prepared for the mass in Sturgis. Now, you're supposedly not here tonight because you're so busy filming movies. You're probably out on a set somewhere right now, sitting in your casting director chair, sipping cocktails, smoking your hand-rolled cigars because you're too big a star to be here in Charleston tonight. But I am here, and I got a little surprise for... Would you want to be in Charleston? Just saying. <laughs> South Carolina. Me being just a plain, ordinary wrestler... Is that Charleston, South Carolina, or Charleston, West Virginia? Could be West Virginia that they're in, but anyways. <laughs> My plain, simple-minded attorneys got together with WCW, and you have a clause in the fine print of your contract if you and your high-dollar attorneys will bother to read it. That means mandatory <laughs> title defenses every 30 days. Now, Even Hogan, though it's been 90 since his last one. I've officials with my simple mind attorneys. And next Monday night, on Nitro Live, in front of millions of viewers, you and I are going to wrestle for the world's oh, heavyweight oh title. Oh my. Now, let's stop right there. Main event of a pay-per-view... Six days before is given away on Nitro. Reason being because it was the 100th episode of Nitro and a three-hour show. Okay? But if it were me booking, okay, I would then change the main event of the pay-per-view. And I don't give a damn how many people bought tickets to that pay-per-view on the main event being Luger and Hogan. That's me booking. Well, they did change it. I mean, they kept it the same. No, I would change the opponents at that point. But Hogan is doing a rematch, though. I still would not have given Hogan the rematch for the pay-per-view. That, I, I don't know. I would, I would have saved, they, I would have saved the rematch for another date. Well, he had no business losing the damn title anyway. And if I'm we not mistaken, he Luger cut a. That, go ahead. I think Luger had cut a. Pro, I'm trying to find another promo here that Luger had cut a few weeks before, uh, similar to that. But but go ahead, finish what, what you were saying. The consensus is nobody should beat Hogan and Sting. If you're going to have somebody beat Luger beating Sting, 
still to this day makes no sense. Luger beating Hogan still to this day makes no sense. You can't, no one can convince me of what sense that made. If you're gonna have Steen beat him in in December. Now, if Hogan was gonna beat Sting in December, okay, cool. Luger, the Luger title switch is cool. It's just like with Roman now. It was the, the building Roman. It's the mono- It's just been- it's just to get that shock value. Like, oh my god, you know, the end is possibly here. No, but it made no sense because you're building Sting as your savior. You get what I'm saying? That's what never sat. I never got. Luger was never built as the savior for WCW. Sting was. But look. So when Sting, Luger beat him, is like, what does Sting say? Like. Look, that's not the first time a world title changed hands under that pretense. Look, Dusty, Dusty beat Ric Flair during the, 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 the height of the angle with the four horsemen and only held the title for two weeks. But double A, you understand the thought process. If there was one mistake made in that storyline, that build from Sturgis to Starcade, mm-hmm. the year, the year. Okay, Piper, Piper thing happened. Cool, no title change. Okay, it was non-title. But when you put the title on Lex Luger for six days. Not even six days, was it five? Because one on Monday, on Saturday. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That that kind of logic in WCW, that's like Kenny Omega losing the AEW title on Monday and getting it back on a Sunday. I hope they nobody's got the sense, that crazy of a sense to do something like that. It's possible. I don't think, I think people learn from that. There's a lot of people who learn from mistaking that uh yeah. that booking. All right, let me take go you back. Ahead. I, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That that still is a feather in my craw because they did that when they didn't have to do that. Yeah. They need no shock value for that. Let it me, was a hundred night throws true, but let me let me take you let me take you back now. This is uh, Lex Luger bringing up that mandatory title defense thing here. This is June 9th, so this was two months before that. No word from Hollywood Hogan, but I'm not surprised. He has a lot of problems making decisions, it seems, as of late. So we're trying to make it real easy for you. The giant and I just talked. He's in Germany. We're getting ready for a big tour over there. We've signed our names since you owe me a shot and the Giant on a tag team contract for Bass at the Beach against you and Rodman. All right. Oh. Oh. Wait a minute. They've kind of been ducking the issue, to be quite candid, Lex. But we're forcing the issue. And you know, before I forget, there's one last little detail, Hogan. You seem to be having a lot of problems with your scheduling. You're all your movie parts, lining up your limousines. So what happened is J.J. Dillon and the WCW Executive Committee have decided you haven't defended your title since February. So tonight, 
right here in the Fleet Center. They've decided that you're gonna wrestle, and you're wrestling me. Oh, I'm sure. He said what I Can thought he said tonight. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Lex Luger, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What great news! We're in Boston. This is Franco, and this is TNT on a Monday night you can't believe. Hollywood goes down tonight. Now, let me let me stop right there. First of all, that's such a great little. You know, little little ten seconds there, especially after uh, Luger left with the music and everything. One more time for those of you that missed it. You're wrestling me. Oh, I'm sure. He said what I Can't thought he said tonight. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Lex Luger, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What great news! We're in Boston. So. will be the hell out of Lex Luger that night. So here's my thing. I understand saving that title match for the 100th Nitro. Here's my booking, rebooking that 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 storyline. I want to mention something. Why the hell on June 9th did Luger mention the fact that Hogan had not defended his title since February, but yet says he's going to wrestle Hogan, but it's a non-title match? Why bring that up? Why didn't he have a title match that night in Boston? And if it were me, because it was a very very telling thing that he said in his promo, you're already signed on the dotted line to have a match at Bash at the Beach with the Giant against you and Rodman. Tag team match. Luger should have won the title in Boston on June 9th and held the title where he would have had his rematch with Hogan in Sturgis. Why in the blue hell? And see, this is my thing with you. You still try to put this damn title on Lex Luger. Why? Why? Lex why? Luger but why? Has no reason being a world champion. Why not? Because he was. He was. You're right, he was not the savior of WCW, but he was WCW's top flag bearer. I understand that, but there was no reason for Lex Luger to be the world champion. The only person that should have touched Hollywood Hogan and knocked him off, if you're going to do it, was Sting. Period, point blank. He had that same aura that Roman Reigns has now walking around. Nobody can beat him. And I love the way they're doing this. They're doing it. You slow walking. Luger was never the savior. He he was the one that turned his back on Sting and accused Sting of being in the NWO and drove Sting to the Raptors. Raptors. So that's just my opinion. Once Hogan lost to Luger, Starcade mattered, but it didn't because he had already been beat for the title. And I'm just saying that replaying, you know, rebooking. Rebooking that Lex Luger would have got shots, absolutely. But he would have never won the title. 
Never won the title. I guess. Even even if you'd have had to get beat like how Piper got beat at Super Brawl. When the title was on the line, my help, you know what I'm saying? That that type of thing. Lex Luger had no reason to get the CW champion in 1997 at all. Now, also on this June 9th, uh, 1997 episode of Nitro, there was this uh, legendary promo. The week after an infamous moment that we that we ultimately love in this uh, on this show, but here was the aftermath. Entire organization tonight. Well, Gene, one week ago. How are you, by the way? I had my bell run pretty good, and it wasn't the first time, but I certainly hope it's the last time. Now, you know me long enough and well enough to know that as long as I'm in a position of authority with World Championship Wrestling, there's no way that I can let more than a week go by without holding Macho Man Randy Savage accountable for his actions one week ago. As far as I'm concerned, James, it could not come soon enough. It has to happen. Well, there's a couple ways that the executive committee could have looked at this. First of all, a fine, I think, was in order. And if Major League Baseball could fine Albert Bell $5,000 for an obscene gesture, I feel that my recommendation to the committee of a fine to Macho Man Randy Savage of $50,000 was appropriate. I agree with that wholeheartedly. He'll never pick up another dinner check. (laughs) I just wanted to play it up to that part. (laughs) (laughs) He won't be picking up any dinner tasks anytime soon. Now, then on August 7th, August 8th, whatever, isn't that the night the Steiners got ran off the road, right? That video footage, that happened the same night, right? No. No. I thought that was the they night got, they got ran off the road. No, they got run off the road in, uh, oh God, they got run off the road earlier in the year, in early 97. I thought they played that video. So really? what the hell did the outsiders do on that night? And they were there in Detroit. I'll tell you, in Detroit, that was the infamous Ted DiBiase promo. That this Saturday oh. in Sturgis, the Steiners will beat the Outsiders and become the world wrestling. You know, yeah, <laughs> that infamous promo. Uh, let me see here. Steiner's run off the road. Let me see what. Let me see if I can find the of when that happened. The date on the infamous running off the road. I know it was in the in the in the beginning part of the year. So you thinking that must have been a lead up? That probably was a lead up to uh, sold out. I think that's what it was. Sold out. I think that's it what it was. Sold out. 
And then they faced them again in I think the was, surgery. I think it was after. I don't know if it was before sold out. I'm going to look right now. Uh, old friend, the NWA looks uh, controversial decisions. Uh, let me see here. I think I think I may have the date. No, because this is. Uh, or did they get ran off the road in, on the on the road to start? I don't think so. I think I may have it. Hold on. I think it could have been uh, let's see all these things the click kills the Steiner brothers Fe- <laughs> February 17th 1997 so if you give me two seconds here I'm going to queue it up because the thing is, I'm going in the Super Brawl. That's be, but don't forget that they were injured, and then that's where the Giant and Lex Luger stepped in. Oh yeah, damn so did. Yep. I knew it was something like that. But how the heck did Luger broke his? And then Luger got hurt. Remember? Yeah, but he still Can't wrestled pay. the match. Well, he wasn't supposed to wrestle in the match. He wasn't supposed, but WCW, I think, guess was in a WCW was in a bind, you know. He was supposed to have a doctor's release. Remember the next night they stripped him of the title, (laughs) and Bishop and Tony Schiavone's infamous words: "He's going to strip him of the titles." (laughs) Uh, Let me see here. Because they get rid of that match with Harlem Heat. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, because you know what? You're did, I'm, now that I think about it, this was one of the great nitros because this was February 17, 1997, Tampa, Florida. That was the night. It was Nick Patrick versus Randy Anderson. So it, that's the week before Super Brawl, right? Two weeks before Super Brawl. Then it was, um, uh, what was it? It was. Uh, um, Prince Ikea beat Steven Regal for the television title. There was a few things that happened. That that uh, or maybe maybe it was the week before Super Brawl. It had to be the week. Yeah, it was twenty fourth. Yeah, you know February only got twenty eight days. Hold on. I, here's here's yeah. now. Here was the end of the accident. Let's go. Let's go. And this is where they uh, go to commercial, but to come back. I love the announcers in this in this right here. Fans, we're going to come right back. They've gone too far. This is not going to be Welcome back, fans, to Nitro. You know, a lot of times we are speechless in, uh, actually not many times, and this is actually one of them. There's no question from the videotape that the Outsiders and Six caused this. And let me say this. Thanks a lot for the videotape. I think what we are seeing right here is nothing less than a criminal act. And, and it's it's <laughs> obvious we do have... Guys, 
We have a funny shirt as again. I mean, there's wanting to take over WCW is one thing. Thinking you're better than the ring is one thing. But going out and trying to purposely put two men out, which they, in effect, have done, is another matter. This was not in the ring, obviously. And I can't believe what we have seen, and we're going to witness this again. Tony, only the NWO is bold enough to this pull a right. dangerous stunt wow. like this and then to deny oh, blame. They're blatantly lying if they think that tape is going to absolve them of the blame. Who are they kidding? It's not going to absolve them of the blame. It's going to be more blame on them. They're liars. They're punks. That's all they are. This means no one's safe in the building, in the ring, or on the road. They're out there loose. Somebody's got to do something about these people and do it now. And I can't believe a company as big as we are cannot find out the condition of the Steiners. We know that they've been injured. We know they cannot compete. It happened two days ago, but we're not so sure of the extent of the injuries. Let's work on this for crying out loud as a group here. Jason, let's talk to somebody. Craig, let's see exactly the condition. Craig Levin. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I think that this is out of the realm of a wrestling ring right oh, now. Of course it is. Of this course is going it to be is. handled somewhere else. You bet. Legally. Was that the Dungeon of Doom we used to guard? That was the Dungeon of Doom coming out for the next match. <laughs> oh man, but if you go to that pro the promo after uh <laughs> the night after Super Brawl, <laughs> he's gonna strip him of the titles. <laughs> you, sir, are out of order. <laughs> oh, you didn't have a doctor's release. You didn't you use your cast. Hold on, I'll play that. I'll cue it up. What the hell? Those belts belong to these gentlemen. I want the belt. I want the belt. Let's see here. I'll gladly hand this belt over to your boys who you've been protecting. But at the next pay-per-view, we put it all up, the whole enchilada. I'm talking about the tag belts, Hollywood Hogan belt. Here we go. Here we go. To these two gentlemen right here. Here we go. Are out of order. (laughs) Here we go. The gang is here. We got a little problem here. Little problem. Oof. But it's a real simple one to fix. Little help from my friend. You, my friend, are out of order. Those belts belong to these two gentlemen right here. Boy, I knew this was coming. You did not have a doctor's release. You were not authorized to wrestle. You used your cast in the match. So, my friend, those belts belong right here. Right now, I want them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bischoff, not so quick. Because you'd have to carry me out of here on a stretcher for me just to hand this over. I'm so sick 
and tired of your political positioning, your little moves here and there, your swerving. How about this? I got a proposition for you. You're a I hit X by accident. Oh well. <laughs> but that's the gist of the promo. Your political moves, you're swerving. <laughs> your little games. <laughs> that was some of the best stuff right there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Lex Luger, you political swerving. I'll finish it off. I'll gladly hand this belt, these belts over to your boys. You've been protecting, and in fact, uncensored, we put it all on the line. The whole enchilada. Didn't know what the enchilada was probably at that time. But we digress. Talk about the tag belt, Hollywood Hogan belt, all of it. Too funny. And you got it, Lex. You want it? You get I want the belt. Give it to me. <laughs> and then all you hear Scott Hall say, I want his. I want his. <laughs> he was talking about a giant. I want his. Yeah, because he had the one that didn't have the missing plate. I don't know what his obsession <laughs> with what that damn belt was. <laughs> and and he I did the same. That, he did the same thing where the Steiners had to give back the belt. I want the dog faces. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the rest of that promo. Right over to your boys here, you've been protecting if in uncensored where anything goes, we put the whole enchilada on the line. Every single answer. Answer. Enchilada, not an answer, but an answer. Kevin Nash is wearing a beeper, by the way. In existence, WCW versus NWO. How about it? Yeah. You want it? You. Got it. I want the belt. I want the belt. You're saying we got a deal? You got a deal. I want yours. Give me that belt. I'll fire you. I'll fire you right now. He will. He sure will. Right now. We've seen it happen before. Don't do it. Here we go. Put your best team together. Put your team where your mouth is, punk. We got the stuff. Hey, we're, we're easy to find because we're packing all the all gold. The gold. Oh, you gotta love it, Lex. A killer gotta love it. <laughs> yep, and Kevin Nash is wearing a beeper. <laughs> and he put the beeper on the belt. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, Lex Luger had the line. Put your butt where your mouth is, punk. Uh, let me see. And then bitch off with you gotta love it, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want the belt. <laughs> but anyways, this goes back to WWE again, and you know the booking situation, and the whole thing's a mess. Let me see something here. Did Dave Pen? I want to hear. Did they actually announce Dave Penzer? As uh, or did Dave Penzer really announce the the winners here? 
Because I think he was, let me see here. Two, yeah. Three, no doubt about it. He did announce it. No doubt about it. Your new champion. He did announce it, just it wasn't heard over the uh, thing. Now, did you know that Super, well, I'm, I'm sure you remember, did you know that Super Brawl 7 was missing something? What was who was missing something? There was something missing from Super Brawl Seven, like a match or something. Well, in general, let's see. If, uh, let's see if you can figure it out. I mean, it was in Frisco. Yep, it was in Frisco. The main event. The main event was Piper and Hogan. I mean, what I miss? Well, um, I, you're going to hear it right now. This is what was missing from Super Brawl 7. And as wonderful of matches that we have seen on many different levels, it's nothing like we're about to win. We say it all the time, but it keeps getting better, don't it? We go oh, Michael Buffer. That's what's missing. Uh, on the network? No. The, Michael Buffer wasn't there that night. Oh, Buffer wasn't there. Oh, okay, okay. You said Buffer was missing. Yeah, yeah he, wasn't. he wasn't there that night. That was, uh, what's his name? Dave Penzer. Oh, um, Penzer, yeah. Penzer, Penzer took Because I think he was there. Wasn't Buffer at Super Bowl? No, he was not. He not, wasn't? Nope. So he wouldn't pop up again until what? No, he only missed that one event. Okay. He only missed that one event. No, that's what I was asking. So Buffer was at Uncensored? He was at Uncensored, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, he missed, he missed, he, just in, the, he just missed the one event. <laughs> that's it. So he was at the bad, okay, there was no title match at the bash. There was no title at Slamboree. But he, he was there. Yeah, because uh, the tag team titles. Yeah. And they did the six-man. They did a six-man. <sighs> oh, my God, though. But wait a minute. Hold on. Finish what you're going to say. And I, I'm going to try to see if I could play it. But but there was something I heard this past week that damn near... Ah, Lord. Oh, my God. But go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, I was, I was just going through the main events of all those papers, just thinking back. I'm gonna play. And, yeah. I'm gonna play you an audio clip here. One second here. Let me see here. And I, for some reason, YouTube is not playing through Discord lately. I don't know why. Is the guy going to say it? Okay. I'm going to play you something, and I just want you to hear this ring announcer. 
two out of three falls and still in WWE, world heavyweight wrestling champion, Rick. Oh no, he didn't push him. Well, as you could hear, did he? Oh my God, this guy butchered it in the beginning. Hold on. I'm going to rewind it then. Because this guy, this guy on another, uh, on the introductions, butchered it. Hold on. Here we go. I think it's this. Here we go. There you go. Hold on. One more time. Listen to it carefully. This is the National World Alliance Heavyweight Wrestling Match. There you go. You heard that, right? That's Terry Funk? No, but it might as well be. The National World Alliance Heavyweight Wrestling Match. National World Alliance. Okay. Oh my God! But yes, that's what NWA stands for, yeah. National World Alliance. Okay. Oh my God! But yeah, Dave Penzer. Uh, I like Dave Penzer. He should made. He should have did the main event more often. There's another one here. Hold on. And then he, when he did... Uh... And he's taking the nerf that he gave him. International optic, whatever you call it. Where does things fit into this now? Okay. What happened here? The referee apparently restarted the match. And I could only wonder if it was because maybe Hogan was underneath the ropes. Yeah, that could be a part. And he had to break the hole. Savage! Here, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this match oh, this is me still Look at the this. WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World, Hollywood, Hulk Hogan! I love it. Uh, I knew you would love that. Oh, boy. But, yeah. Oh man, dude, we're we're in some we're we're in for some interesting times in wrestling. That's all I can say. We are yep, in for some man. interesting times. And Saudi Arabia is on the horizon. Oh my god! <laughs> and another thing, the next pay per view for AEW will be in November, full gear. And we don't know where it's going to be yet. Mm. And I have a feeling they're trying to get a WWE haunt. To try and get a WWE. They're going to try to get a WWE building. Yeah. So, I don't know. It could be... uh, Trying to think, where could it be that WWE runs has an exclusive run on? Um, Up in Pennsylvania somewhere. 
Pennsylvania. The Wells Fargo Ohio. Center? Uh, nah. They're going to be in, at the Prudential Center in Newark here in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm trying to think. A WWE haunt. Uh, I mean, they. I guess they could do something like the Amway Center. But, but we'll see. They come to the Amway, that would be funny as hell. Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll be in the Thunderdome. An AEW televised event inside the WWE Thunderdome. <clears throat> now that'll be the talk of the business right there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Orlando is WWE's second home. Second home, yeah. Second headquarters, definitely. So, let them go and not... I mean, what the hell is uh, Cody and them going to do? Going to get it on a tanker and try to uh, knock on the door of the Performance Center? Yep. Excuse me, the Capital Wrestling Center. While NXT is on the air. Or some shit will know NXT's on Tuesday nights now, so they'll, they'll, they'll do some stupid shit like that maybe. So Yep. Anything's possible. Anything's possible now. Well, with that said. Uh, tomorrow, tune in for the Marked Order podcast following AEW Dynamite at 10.15. Then, on Friday, Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be live. And uh, they will continue to talk about what's going on here. They'll have a recap of All Out. Uh, because Phil and the Takeover, Clu- uh, Takeover Club uh, was in attendance at a, at a New York City AMC theater. The Shining Wizards will be live on Monday night at 7 p.m. This program next Tuesday at 9. And the next time the Midnight Jury will be live will be Saturday, uh, September 18th at 8 p.m. And that's that. Tony C., any final thoughts? Put your money where your mouth is, punk. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> Man, Luger. <laughs> that damn Luger was doing a whole lot of wine. Playing it. Yeah, he was. In 1997, boy. Right, but he got a lot, he got a lot accomplished. I guess. Yeah, you got a lot accomplished. All right, with that said, for Tony C, I'm Double A. We'll see you next Tuesday for another edition of The Rain. Have a good night, everybody.